You guessed right, it's the 117th episode of the Divorce Resource Guide podcast, and today we're going to be talking about why having a financial plan is so important for you. Welcome to the Divorce Resource Guy podcast with Jason Lavoie, aka the Divorce Resource Guy, a former divorce attorney turned divorce coach, talking about all things divorce, including the good, bad, and the ugly from an attorney's point of view. Remember, you're not alone. And now your host, Jason Lavoie. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the 117th episode of the Divorce Resource Guy podcast. I am Jason Lavoie, your host, a.k.a. the Divorce Resource Guy. And today we're going to be talking about financial planning and financial planners, but why having a plan, why having a financial plan for you and your divorce and your future is so important. So today my guest is Lisa Crosta. She is a certified financial planner, CFP, also, as well as a certified public accountant, CPA, right? A lot of initials going on there. She's the director of wealth management of BP, BPP Wealth Solutions, where she helps her clients better understand their financial picture so that they can achieve their dreams. She has also personally gone through a divorce, and she has three kids, so she knows what the deal is. So without further ado, um, I'll tell you how you can learn more about Lisa at the end of the podcast. But for now, let's get right to it. Let me introduce to you Lisa Crosta. Lisa, welcome to the podcast. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you, Jason, for having me. Very excited. We are uh, just talking off the air and we realized that we actually are local to each other here in New, New Jersey. Yeah. Right. How cool is that? Um, so first question, I say this all the time. I'm so sick of saying it like this because I say <laughs> I'm going to change it up, but I never do. I really have to make a note to change this up. <laughs> but <laughs> For those who aren't too familiar with you, give everybody mm -hmm. a little bit of background about like who you are and the path that got you to where you are today. Right. So I am a certified financial planner and I'm also a CPA. Um, I work at a investment firm here in New Jersey. We are financial planners and investment advisors. We'll talk more about what that means. But um, I came to this way. I was a business major in college, went to school in Vermont, you know, and wanted to do business, but I didn't want to work for a big company. I was trying to figure out a way to work with people rather than inside a company. So I thought getting my CPA would be kind of a good way to do that. And so I, you know, I didn't do it right away. I went to graduate school and I got my CPA and I started working at a big firm doing taxes and some, you know, other accounting stuff, but worked my way into a financial planning department, which is what I wanted to do. And I had a you know, great mentor there. And I stayed there for a good number of years before I left and had my kids. And I left for a little bit longer than I thought I would. <laughs> and then when I got divorced, um, I went back to work. And that's when I got my certified financial planning license. I'd actually started it years ago, but I hadn't finished it. Got that and got some other licenses, an insurance license and some security licenses to work, you know, as a planner, ex you know, exclusively. So I've been doing that ever since. I, I was at one firm for a while, about five years and then I've been where I am now for not quite three, but this is what I was searching for. It's a smaller firm. It's more intimate. We're all women. Um, oh, wow. I, wasn't I wasn't searching for that, but it happened. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's, you know, all our clients are people or individuals. And I, I, that, that's what I wanted. I just wanted a job where I work with individuals and, you know, with finance, there's a lot of education. It's just a complex jargony field. So yeah. I like it's kind of like law that way. Yeah. Right. And um, you and I are similar in this, in that respect that I didn't want to, uh, when I went to law school, I didn't want to work for some large, you know, firm, you know, 
dealing with paper and not getting to see the clients and stuff. Right. That's why I wanted to become a divorce attorney to work with people. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah I know. Um, we're people, 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 people. people. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's getting a little late in the day. I'm going to get slap happy here soon, but so you mentioned financial planning and financial advising, right? So those are two different things. What are the differences? Well, so a lot of people can call themselves a financial planner, but certified financial planner is a license and a designation that you need certain coursework and tests to pass. So sometimes you find people using the word financial planner when they're really not that. So we do recommend that you look for a CFP professional. That's what it's called. Um, when I and we also manage investments, so we're also investment advisors. Financial advisor gets thrown around; it's just it's kind of like a broad term, right? Um, but you know what we really do? Why we really do like to call ourselves financial planners first is we spend a lot of time planning with our clients. You know, if a client calls up and says, "I got a million dollars to invest," a lot of people might just take that money and put it in a few accounts and be like, "Well, that was quick." And we ask them to do a financial plan first. We almost never take a client before we do a financial plan. Um, and we charge for that. And I, and I explained to the clients that we charge for that so we can take our time. We can help you understand where you are and give you like such a sense of clarity of your, your whole financial life. It's not just the investments. That's just one picture. You know, there's the income coming in, there's expenses, there's debts, there's planning, there's kids, there may be divorce, there's houses. Vac- I mean, there's, it's endless. So, um, we really like to take the time to do a full-blown financial plan with clients. And we lose clients sometimes because of that. They don't want to do it. They don't want to pay for it. And then we know it's not a good fit. Right. But, so, that's, so that's interesting. Yeah. Those, those clients who don't want to do the financial plan, what do they want? They just want you to give you the money and say, invest it for me. Some do. Some do. Yeah. And okay. it's hard. If you call me up and you say, I have a million dollars invested. I don't know what to do with it. Do you need it tomorrow? Do you need it in six weeks? Do you need it for your when you're dead, like for your kids? I I don't know. Right. Questions have to be asked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we find when you really do, you know, planning with clients, you get to so much more of what they're trying to achieve in life. So it's not just a number. It's not just, you know, I want to have X amount when I retire, X amount to give to my kids. You get into really in-depth conversations about what do they want to do? You know, what do they want to be able to stop their job early? Do they hate their job and want to change it? Do they want a second home? Do they want to, there's so many questions that can be answered to help the client when you do a plan. Um, and I'll explain what a plan is because now people are like, what is she talking about? So what is a financial plan? <laughs> so when we do a plan, you know, we gather all the information about income, expenses, all your assets, all your liabilities, anything you own, anything you owe, we gather all that information. And we put it all together. It's a really, really robust software that we use. You cannot do this calculation on the back of an envelope. Um, you know, taxes are taken into account when you're going to retire. The laws, the tax laws that come into play with retirement accounts, there's so many overlapping rules. So we really dig into that. And the first thing we do when we get all this information with the cash flow is what's it look like at the end of the year? Are you cash positive? Or are you cash negative? And usually this comes to a very meaningful conversation because I'm say I do your plan and I'm like, oh look, it looks like at the end of the year you save sixty thousand dollars, which is five thousand dollars a month, right? And like, no, we like, don't. You know, so you're like, what's missing? And that conversation and we always put it back to months because nobody plans by the year, right? And then they're like, huh. And then it gives them and, and it's not like we want a nickel and dime and we want you to we're not these people out there going, don't buy coffee because it's too expensive. 
but we just want to understand it. The whole goal is clarity. So we go back and they're like, oh, I forgot this. I forgot that. And actually I'm too, you know, whatever it comes out to be, we all have a really good understanding of where they are month after month. And then with that, you can tell where you're going, you know, so are you saving enough to, to retire or take that great trip or buy that second home, you know, or if you're in retirement or going to be in retirement, are you withdrawing at a rate that's acceptable for how long you might live? And, you know, we have to we put every, our clients live between 95 and hundred. We got, we got a plan for that. They have good stuff. Um, but the, the fun thing is when you get all this in there, it's amazing the questions clients will think to ask. Um, and I'll, I'll go to my, I had, I was telling you, I have three new clients in 2022, I guess all of them were, which were all recently divorced clients. And they all wanted to find out different things. So one of them had a very successful business. She was going to have to pay alimony and child support. So she needed to figure out how much she could afford. Now, there's going to be negotiations, of course, with her husband, but she needed to know what she had to fight for or what she didn't have to fight for. And she also, they were going to, could they sell the marital home or not? And she was actually paying for some of his stuff. And there were so many expenses. There was, there was a lot of money in this case to figure out and we just kept playing around with the plan. Like, okay, if you pay him this much, if you sell the house and you guys each buy, you know, if he takes half of this account and you take half of that one, you know, once you have the core numbers in there, you can really start making, having this information, you know, again, clarity to make great decisions from. Yeah. Um, the other woman was a little bit older. Her, her kids were done with just finishing college. And so they were just splitting the marital assets. She didn't want anything from him. She didn't owe him anything. And we just had to see if he split it, and if or not, whether or not they had to sell the home. Again, the home comes up a lot. It's often, as you know, the biggest asset. Right. Um, and he he was able to keep the home and refinance. So we weren't intimately involved with that because he's not our, our client too, but that was in the plan. So it was like, if he could get the mortgage and refinance, this would happen. If it didn't, then this would happen. And we had both scenarios in the plan. So she knew no matter what, it was going to work. And then she also knew how much she had to make. Because she wasn't taking any alimony or child support. Your kids are, you know, finishing college. How much does she have to earn? And she had a job. What did she have to strive for? And then the last woman um, was kind of in the middle. She was getting a little bit of child support. And she was also had a business. And so, again, figuring out if she, you know, if they divide everything, just how it works. I mean, you, the questions are endless that come up when you're divorcing. And when you have a plan, it's amazing how much again, clarity, not to keep repeating myself. <laughs> no, but you're absolutely right. And I, I go back to the old cliche, uh, knowledge is power. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and you don't, you don't know what you don't know. And having, sometimes you think, you know, what your financial picture looks like, um, because you say, okay, I'm making X and, you know, here are my debts and stuff, but it, that's really, like you said, you can't really do it on the back of a envelope, um, yeah. or on a little, uh, a little like posty note here, right? Yeah, you, that's how the accountants used to do it, you know? And, and it used to work. It was easier. <laughs> right. It was easier. I don't know how accurate it would, but right. But um, no, it there's a lot of um that's why you and every other financial uh firm, you know, they all have their own software um that's pretty complicated complicated that yeah, you, you plug all these numbers into it and it takes all this stuff into account and really gives you uh such a, a much more in-depth picture of your financial, uh, I guess, status. Right. And, yeah. and then once you know, all those things, it's like, um, it's like when we're talking about division of assets and in, in the divorce, you have to know what the the whole pizza pie looks like before you can say, I'll take this slice, you take that slice. 
I want the yeah. pepperoni. You want the peppers. Yeah. <laughs> um, otherwise, you, you don't know what you're working with. So you have to know what you're working with, and then you can figure out what to do with it. Yeah. And, you know, when you, you know how much you have to make, I, I think a lot of cases, and I'm going to say women, it empowers women to ask for it and to go for it. Because, uh, you know, a lot of women sometimes are hesitant to ask for the statistics, say, hesitant to ask for more money, hesitant to ask for a raise. Well, when you do a plan and it shows you need to make $20,000 more, you've got some power to go into that meeting or, or ask your boss, this is what I need. I, I need this to live this. I've done my planning. I have the numbers to back it up. I need 20 grand more. And um, we actually have a client. So the founder of our company just wrote a book called Chaos to Joy. And one of the stories is of a client who did just that. You know, we did her plan and she had to make 50 grand more, which was a lot. It, yeah. it wasn't, like, you know, and she did it. She went in and she asked for it and she got it. She had, you know, skill set that they liked and she had the papers to back her up and it, it just empowered her to do it. But so, so that's interesting. Um, but I, I, I just can't help but think a lot of people <laughs> who might walk into their boss's office and say, I need 20 grand more or 50 grand more because- I'm getting divorced and my financial plan says this is what I need to make. I just, is, is that, is that enough? the boss is going to say, well, I'm sorry, you're getting divorced. I, I, you know, it's funny. I, I, you don't have to say it that way, you yeah. know, but I will joke from a personal standpoint, when I went back to work, when I first started, I was terribly underpaid. I mean, and I, they were very clear that this was not acceptable. And so I had all, I built all these things. And when I passed this test, you got to give me this much more. When I passed that and I passed a whole bunch of tests. So I kept doing it and I just kept asking. And I, at one point I remember saying to my the owner of the company, you know, I need this. I have three kids. I'm a single mom basically. I got to do this. And, and he was, and I said to him, he did not say that's your problem. And I'm sure some bosses might say that's your problem. He did not. He wanted to know. And he knew I was a hard worker and I was doing the work and I was dedicated. So it it worked there. Yes, I'm sure in some offices it wouldn't work and you may have to pitch it a little differently. But if you can't stay there and live the way live without a salary, then you got to look somewhere else. Well, right. That might be a, a wake up yeah. call that, you know, it's time to look somewhere else. If if you feel like you're being underpaid where you are. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously, you, you need to everybody should be paid their fair market yeah. value. Um, so you need to know what that is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you just, you were discussing those three examples and those, all those examples that sounded like were people who were at the end of the divorce or, you know, yeah, planning for the future. Yeah. Right? How do you, do you work with other people who are in other stages of the divorce process, yeah. you know, who are yeah. either just beginning uh, and what does that look like? Or people who are in the middle, like, how do you, what's, how do you work yeah. differently with different people? You know, sorry, I'm reminding a client that we had her plan done as a couple and she called us and she, she said, I, I want you to do my plan just for me. And I don't want you to tell Sam, we're going to call Sam, right. Sam. So we did that. We like in the plan, we had to extract it. We made her single and we put all her stuff in her plan. And um, she wanted to see if she could get divorced. I mean, it, it wasn't a terrible situation. So it wasn't a situation where you're like, you have to leave period. You know, she was, there was no abuse. There was nothing that she just wasn't happy. Right. And so we walked through with her what it would look like to be on her own. And in that case, there wasn't a lot of assets. So she had to make a lot more to make it work. And she chose not to do that at that point. Um, which I, I don't, there's not the right decision for everyone. You know, everybody divorces for different reasons, Sure, but 
we are willing, you know, to walk with you through what you need to do to leave somewhere or to, to separate. And having all that information before you start the process is very, very useful. And, and I'm chuckling because I listened to your podcast with the forensic accountant, accountant, which come into play a lot with, you know, divorces. Right. You want to get the statements and the tax returns and everything. If there's any issues, you know, of power in the, in the relationship, you want to get all that stuff right before you mentioned divorce. And we need all that information to do a plan. Right. So you, you, it's really good to come to us early on and we are, you know, everything's confidential and we work with you. We'll walk you through it. And, and being through it myself, there's a lot of stuff, you know, we'll know to bring up, like, you know, don't forget to include expenses. The kids are younger expenses for camp expenses for car, car insurance, obviously college, if they might go, um, you know, uh, driving tests, college counselors, it's endless. <laughs> I have three kids. So I'm endless. <laughs> I have one. And I feel like that. It's endless. And, uh, so many things that can come up. So since I've been through it, you know, we can talk about it. And when people start talking about money, it's, it's personal. There's so many more things that we end up talking about, you know, about, you know, we'll direct them to divorce attorneys if they need advice, you know, books that might be good. Um, we get really personal because again, we've got paid to do this plan. So we're not in a rush. We want to do it correctly and we want, and once our clients do a plan, 99% of them stay. Um, and so what does that look like? Um, Cause that's a good point you bring up. So you do a plan and the plan is, the plan as we sit here today, right? Or whenever yeah. it's completed, yeah. but life is ever changing. Um, yeah. And half the time we don't even know what's coming right. uh, or what's gonna be. So the plan has to be fluid. How do you, how does that work when you say they stay? Like how often are you revisiting the plan yeah. with your clients? So the plan has the software, it, the plan is in software, right? And the software has my facing side and it has the client facing side. So they can see it all the time. And we can link almost everything live, like you would in like a QuickBooks. So most of the investment accounts are linked live. You know, we work with the clients and they enter their passwords. We don't enter them. And then it gets linked to the account. So when I, like, I was just preparing for some meetings next week and I went in, I looked to make sure that all the links were good. And if they weren't, I had our back office, you know, work on it. So it's, it's live. And so sometimes a client will call and say, last year, for example, you know, the market did so terribly. I don't know if my, does my plan still work? Well, we just open it. It's, it's all the numbers are as of last night, you know, they're all actual numbers. So it already reflects the poor year that 2022 was. And then of course, you know, we can make changes in it, but keeping it live, they can see it. And we do annual reviews. We probably talk to our clients, I'd say more like quarterly, but without fail, we'll do an, we do an annual review. Um, we find our clients just call us whenever they have questions. I mean, I want to do a home construction project. I had somebody call the other day. They wanted to buy a condo where their daughter's going to school because it's so expensive, the rent. So we worked them through that. You know, a client that wants to give money to his kids. I mean, it's the, you know, I want to quit my job. <laughs> it happens a lot. Yeah. I quit my job. How long can <laughs> I go without it? Or how much less can I make? Because I hated my job before. I've had two clients quit their jobs the day after they finished their, their first round of planning with me. <laughs> Because the plan was so good that they could they do it? They hated or? their jobs and the plan showed they could, they were both single women, had done well and they didn't like their jobs. And they literally, the next day, picked up the phone, called me, they quit. I was like, gosh, I hope we did everything right now. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, right. That's a... But we, just not to go into so many details, but we plan very conservatively too. We can force the rates of return low and we do that. And, and the clients that are making decisions like that, 
we do that. We raise the inflation, we lower the rates of return, you know, all sorts of stuff to make it um, as 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 uh, foolproof as you can. Right. And do you work with people? I know you're in New Jersey, um, mm-hmm. but do you work with people outside of New Jersey? Oh, yeah. Especially since COVID. But well, yeah, perfect. I'd say probably 50% of our clients. We have obviously we have New York. We have a lot in Colorado. We have down in Florida. Yeah, all over. Doesn't matter. Okay, so that's great. So people listening to this who aren't in New Jersey, uh, but like you, they could talk to you and you could help them out, right? Yeah. The only thing I'm going to add about our process just quickly. So we talked all about the cash flow. So the name of my company is BPP. And I know it's hard to hear when you're listening, but the B stands for build. The P stands for protect. And the next P stands for preserve. So that is our process. When When we do planning, we start with the building. And the first step of building is cash flow. Right. <laughs> and then we get into all the investments. We review them all. You know, you can keep them, you can bring them with us, but we really go through review them all. Are they set up properly? Um, and then the next letter P is protecting. We review all your insurances. You know, do you have your life? Do you have, um, do you need long-term care? Those are the biggest ones. And are you using them for planning now or for, you know, inheritance purposes? And the last P is preserving, and that's all the documents, wills, healthcare proxies, durable power of attorneys, trusts, it goes on and on. But yeah. that's our process. And we try every year to go through it, you know, with the clients, touch on it again. Where are we with this? Where are we with that? Um, yeah, I just had to make sure I said that. <laughs> no, no, that, no, I'm glad I'm glad you clarified it because there's so many uh, questions that I'm sure are floating around out there. And, you know, sometimes I don't, I forget to ask because, um Either I, I've heard this before in some other way, or you know, it just it doesn't come to me. Yeah. So that was yeah. great. Um, and I, I'm glad you mentioned cash flow because right, that's how we we start. You got to have something that's to build. Start. That's yeah. how we start. And the P preserving, by the way, is so important when you're divorcing because, oh my God, I'm sure you've seen it. People don't change their beneficiaries. Um, they should right right away. They should, and it's it's very important. And you know, certain accounts are treated certain ways, and certain accounts go through the will. And it's complex and we will dot, make sure all those I's are dotted. Um, and this is also one of the things we'll talk about in my workshop that I do, Jason, for women. Yeah, we're going to get to that in a minute. But you, yeah, you just, ahead. you sparked another question. Yeah. So, so as an attorney from mm-hmm. when I practiced as a divorce attorney, right, the settlement agreement at the end of the divorce would at a, a good settlement agreement at nausea have everything outlined, you know, change the beneficiaries. These are the accounts. These accounts are going to, you know, have to go through this process to get divided. These, um, so it's all spelled out there. Now, how do you interact at all? If somebody is going through the divorce and has an attorney, do you, as part of the financial plan to make sure all the I's are being dotted and the T's across, do you communicate with the attorney or do you, tell the client, make sure your attorney is, you know, addressing these issues from a financial standpoint. How does that communication work? Much rather communicate with the divorce attorney directly, just like we'd much rather communicate with your accountant. So usually we'll say, can you guys send an email and let your divorce attorney you know, introduce us? Um, and you'll see what we're asking because it's right there. And we, we set up a call, we invite the client on the call if they want to be, every client's kind of different, whether they want to be involved, right. do it with accountants a lot because Nobody understands what they're telling, what they're reading. And then, you know, I usually get an email and I talk to the accountants and it's so, you know, it's a breath of fresh air for them because I am an accountant. I don't practice as an accountant, but I, I understand the language. So it's right. helpful. Um, oh, that's, yeah, that's awesome. 
Yeah, it's, it's very helpful lot- when planning. What's that? I'm sorry. It's very helpful when planning, you know, yes. having all that facts knowledge. Yeah. Um, and right before we start talking about this yeah. awesome workshop that you're going to do, how, because I know people are, are thinking this right now who have never done it. You said you charge for the financial plan aspect of it. Yeah. How does that work? Is it a flat fee? How much does it cost? People are yeah. plotting, you know, what's going Yeah. Our average financial planning fees is $5,000 for the year. If you continue, it's 50% of that thereafter. Okay. Um, we do sometimes charge less for more simple plans. We charge less. Um, and we are going to do, Jason, and I don't know exactly how to do this, but we're doing a coupon code, a 10% off coupon code for a financial plan. Um, oh. So somebody, I don't know exactly how this is going to work, but I, I was just going to make up a code with your name, you know, Jason 10. And if somebody contacts us and say they watched us on your show, they get 10% off whatever their planning fee is. That sounds good to me. Right? I think that's good. So it's 500 bucks if it's a $5,000 plan. Um, I've never had anybody say it was a waste of money. It's, it's, you can't, I had a woman today, I wrote this down. I called her, one of my clients and she said, you transformed me from anxiety to, then she muddled her words, to relaxation, which doesn't work, but. It, but I get it. Um, and it's sort of like divorce coaching, what I do. You know, it, 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 it's hard to communicate how it helps, but. Right. It's, it's that feeling of everything's going to be okay. And having a plan. That's what I stress all the time. Have a plan, right. And and have a strategy. And then you will know the path that you need to be walking uh, to get to where you want to be. Yeah. Right. Otherwise you're walking in the woods and who knows where you end up. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I just came up with that now. All right. (laughs) I told you slap happy. Um, So workshop yeah. tell everybody about this exciting workshop that you are going to be doing um and they can learn more and maybe even get in on it right so i'm doing a workshop at there's a, a collaborative uh work environment at in summit called the coco collaborative coco collaborative you can just find it under the coco and summit and it's a women focused not women only group and they support a whole bunch of different women professionals and they're running workshops this summer and i'm running one with a divorce attorney um and the name of it, I'm laughing because it's long, is how to how what every woman should know to protect herself legally and financially. And as I was saying before, so many women end up alone, not just for divorce, but they don't get married or they get married much later. They're widowed more frequently. Men tend to die first. Um, so we want women to understand their finances. This is something that I'm just passionate about. I, I, it's it's a complex world. I mean, from the way they title the accounts to the way the beneficiaries work, it's confusing. And just knowing a little bit about this stuff we feel like would help women. So we're holding this workshop. It's at the Coco on June 15th. Like you said, this will air after that. Um, but we're going to do more. We're going to take it on the road um, and do this. But one of the things we're going to do in it, and I was af- afraid to tell people this because I thought it would scare them away, but I'm hearing they're excited about it. We're going to bring in a tax return. <laughs> and we're going to show them you know, five or six places on a tax return to look for things especially if you're getting divorced. Like That's this awesome. number on this line means this. Right. You know, that number says 50,000 and your car is worth 50,000. There's a problem, you know? Right. Right. No. Where to look to know where your investment accounts are. There's a schedule that shows where your interest and dividends are. And we'll show you where to look at that. So you can see if it says Wells Fargo, Merrill Lynch, whatever it says, you know, you have accounts there. Um, so we're going to use it really interactive as a tool 
one of the tools during the workshop to help people just get an understanding of what they have. That That's great um, because I can't tell you, right? Looking at a tax return, if you're not familiar with them, it, it's it's overwhelming. Right. And it's like, I don't know what this thing says. Right. And half the time people sign them blindly. Yes. <laughs> and Which so- never in front of a judge, right? Right. And yeah. And, but like you said, there's really- you can you don't have to pay attention to every single yeah. line. You can pay attention to the important lines that sum up everything, right? right. Um, right. And and so yeah, I think that's great what you're doing. And yeah. if you're not doing this already, another suggestion um, yes. to get it out to more people is record it uh, or do one of them online, and then you could have an online version, or you could just send it out to people who can't make it in person. You're right. We should record it and do it online. That's a great idea. <laughs> I do yeah. that too, like a little webinar or something. Yeah, I haven't done, two, I've done a few little short uh, videos, you know, online, but we need to do more. Um, the other, one of the other things we're going to do is teach people a little bit about how investment accounts are titled because between IRAs and 401ks and joint and trust, it's just, it's helpful to know. Um, and then that relates a little bit to how the beneficiary is set up. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, the divorce attorney is going to cover, you know, some of the legal aspects of it. There's just, it's endless. Our biggest problem is making it not go all day. Um, you know, we have two hours, but it's supposed to be interactive and we have a break and stuff. So it's, it's not a, it's not, it's a workshop. It's not a lecture. Right. No, that's awesome. Um, Lisa, tell everybody where they can learn more about you. Uh, and if they want to contact you where they should go. Right. So Lisa, my last name is Crosta, which again, everybody kind of hears it a little bit incorrectly. It's C-R-O-S like Sam, T-A. Uh, my company is BPP, which stands for Build, Protect, and Preserve Wealth. So BPP Wealth is our website. Um, we have a website, we have a LinkedIn, but then I also have my own LinkedIn under my name, you know, just as Lisa Crosta. Um, trying to think if there's anything else. We have social media, any other social media? Really just Facebook. I mean, I'm not on, I'm not on Instagram. I'm sorry. No, hey, um, Facebook and it. Facebook and LinkedIn and the website has is a wealth of information on the website. There is a resources tab that is just so many areas you can just go to. And then there's also a link on there to book an appointment with me. You know, we always do the first appointments, you know, just open discussion, see if it's a good fit. There's a Calendly link on there to open, to book an appointment with me as well. And again, okay. that's bppwealth.com. So wait, you're not on TikTok? Come on. <laughs> I'm not on TikTok. Good for you. (laughs) Good for you. I don't know how old your kids are, but I bet they are. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And every so often they send me something, but I can't open it because I'm not on TikTok. Right. I know. (laughs) I got to send it to the other one so I can read it. (laughs) Uh, That's so funny. Lisa, it was so great to have you on. Thank you for sharing some of your knowledge about the importance of financial planning. And I hope that's the takeaway here for everybody is that you should have a financial plan. Um, so you know where you're going and if you want to have certain goals in mind, how to reach those goals, it's so crucial. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks so much, Jason. All right. The 117th episode is in the books officially. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you're hearing and you want to hear more podcasts and you want to get notified when the new episodes come out bi-weekly, please subscribe to the podcast on wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, if you would kindly leave a review, if you like what you're hearing on Apple Podcasts, that would be greatly appreciated as it helps spread the word uh, with their algorithm. So I have only one more thing to say to you for now. Be strong, act confident, and stay positive. I'm Jason Lavoie, aka The Divorce Resource Guy, and I'll be seeing you real soon.